ask God to provide and put our trust there. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm never good at titles, so just whatever you put the title you want to at the end, maybe. But God is not confusing. His word is always what it is. But sometimes we get lost in our decisions. And as I tell people, usually if you have to ask somebody, well, is this okay? You already know it's not. But that may be fit this lesson, may not. And you can't really go through and put everybody's good decision, everybody's bad decision, like I was going to at the end. You just not enough time. But 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace and is all as in all churches of the saints. <clears throat> Imagine if someone had a piano out of tune, they'd try to fix it, wouldn't they? Or how can you go to battle if you don't know the call to battle? Imagine if someone starts speaking a foreign language that you couldn't understand. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But look at Psalms 139, 1 through 4. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. God knows all about us. Thou knowest my sitting down and my rising up. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Now, isn't that a, a sobering thing to think about? He knows what I'm thinking or understanding what I was thinking. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Now, just a little snippet that I want you to have. That's all y'all know about me. But God knows everything. For there is not a word of my tongue, but lo, but lo O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. You ever thought about how pleasing it is? Just a thing. Pray. You don't have to say it, but isn't it great that God gives us the determination that we are to say? But think about this. God knows all about us. He knows when we're awake, stirring around, and he knows when we're asleep. You know, all the time. But look at John 14, 10. If I sin, then thou markest me, and that will not acquit me from my iniquity. So he knows if I sin, but also he knows if I'm righteous. Job 10, 15. If I be wicked, woe unto me. If I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Think about how we feel sometimes. Do you not just bow your head in awe of God? Therefore, see thou my affliction. I was going to cut this off with the thought of confusion because I wanted to get that thought. The confusion comes from my thoughts. Some will say, well, I can just 
whose good is your? And you know, sad to say, a lot of people live, if you will, better than some members of the church. But, so can I have salvation just by being a good moral person? Nothing wrong with being a good moral person. Or do I have to be in Christ to be saved? Look at Psalm 71.1. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me, ne let me never be put to confusion. Well, if we put our trust in God's Word, and we want to come to the conclusion that God gives us, there's a definite defining line of the two questions I ask. I think of the definite defining line. I go and press that switch on the wall one way, the power is on. I press it the other way, and it's off. Provided there's no malfunction in the wiring or in the switch. Now, if somebody puts a malfunction in that that's man-made that was different from the designer, I can make all kinds of sparks and things happen. But let us look at the direction that the Bible explains away, if you will, from confusion to certainty. Toward the end, think about choices. Psalm 71, 2. Deliver me, deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto, and then, that's supposed to be three probably. Deliver me, that's the same person or something. I've got more to <laughs> We often pray and ask God for guidance. How many do we do that daily? Salvation's part by God is complete. There'll be nothing more that he's going to do. But now we are to work out our salvation according to his guidance. Now the verses come up, verse 3. Be thou my strong habitation, where do I, I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me. So when we get to the end about plan of salvation, as we call it, and about remaining faithful, for thou art my rock and my fortress, you know, you can buy all kinds of fake substitutes to build a house on, but unless you build it on a firm foundation, it's not going to stay very well. Look at Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and reverence him. Now, it's going to be a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. I understand that. And that day of judgment, just think of the awe of it. But the reverence, and serve him how? In sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods, notice that's the liturgy gods, which your father served on the other side of the flood in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. This is the first thing to refer, some of the things about choice. 
Well, what is separating man, the little g gods, from the real God? Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of God? A list of things here. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sorrow? I look at the page, there could be more. And I thought about this as I did this. This list is only contained a limit of each individual's imagination. What will separate one may not another, but a lot of these do separate. 2 Corinthians 6.15 And what concord hath Christ availed? Or what part hath he that believeth with the infidel? There is far away from each other as is the east to the west. They will not meet. They will not run concurrent or parallel. Matthew 19, 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Well, the decision will have to be made by anyone asking such a question as this. But it's not like a sincere attitude wants to know. Well, let's skip down to verse 18. He has said unto them, Which Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witnesses. Honor thy father and the mother, and thou shalt love the neighbors of thyself. And the young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. Sound like a pretty good moral person. But notice this. What lack I yet? So there must be something else involved. Just being a good moral person. I hope I can get this correctly for what I mean. Even by God's standards, when it's only part way, is not enough to save us completely. Now, if I didn't get that clear, let me know so I'll be sure. We can't go part way. Because Jesus answers him, it says, unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, and I'll use the word complete, he is told to go and finish. He is told to go and sell that that he has and give to the poor. Thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And come and follow me. And we know the young man went away sorrowful. Was it sorrowful for both? Was it sorrowful for one? A lot of good and moral people are going to be left by the wayside. James 1, 21 and 22. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness and graphic work which is able to save your souls able. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. A good moral attitude is absolutely necessary. 
Jeremiah 10, 23. Oh, Lord, I know that the ways of man is not in himself. We understand the problem. That's 99% of the solution, usually. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. It's that last 1% in my way of calculation that hindereth us. Look at Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Almost. Now look at some decisions Lot made. I started out about where it was almost persuaded out of me to be a Christian and I changed over to Lot because he had opportunity. Genesis 13, 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and behold, all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest out of Zoan. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed eastward, and they separated themselves the one from another. Y'all know the story about how this come to happen. But Lot chose the good and easy way for the moment. And look at verse 15. And when the morning arose, and the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity, iniquity of the city. Well, they knew it had come. I, I think they probably watched it as it went. Like we were studying this morning in class about who was there at the seven churches of Asia and what it's become now. And how, if you will, America is ceasing by the wayside of serving God, and that's my opinion. I, but as I asked the question this morning, I wish I had an answer for it. Concerning how many people are serving God correctly versus just the people that's coming to the United States the last few years, we don't know. But this moment of ease is going to come crashing down on Lot. Genesis 19.13 For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord and the Lord has sent us to destroy him. It gets worse for Lot. He's going to lose his material things. That's one thing. But notice how to his choice impacted his things. Now this is difficult to say to compare. But when you think about what will a man give in exchange for his own soul, think about what will a man give in exchange. Think about Lot and his wife next. What would he give in exchange if he could get her back and the people that were under his son. And Lot went out and spake with his son-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Get up, get ye out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law. His daughters are going to be lost. What would man give in exchange? And then Genesis 19, 26. 
But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Told not to look back. His wife is lost. Have y'all noticed the last few slides? The top of the slide I haven't read. Anybody notice it? Joshua 24, 15. And if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day him you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorite in whose land you dwell. But if for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The correct choice, whether to just be a good moral person, that's good. Or to serve God according to his commandments. To be righteous, that's a great choice. Look at Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. They're all around us. How many of you can see the oxygen in the air? Carbon dioxide, nitrogen. We breathe it, don't we? Well, what is one willing to do or to give up or not do for a home in heaven? There's all kind of things messed up. The story or the event, not a story, where Lot was involved. But also, I thought about Ruth, and I left this part out. But I, you know, thinking about that story, the sister went back home. She did her. So when we think about family, what are we going to have to give up? That'll be all falling down. But Hebrews 11, I don't have the number there. I might have that in what, two or three. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice that came, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, Yet speaker. Well, there's two brothers. One did it right, and one God did not have respect for. Look at First Samuel 15, 22, it's not going to be on the screen. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord God is great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice, and is obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the fat of ram. Obedience must be had if we're going to have a heavenly home. Make believe only works in Hollywood. Hebrews 11 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Think about up above there. Faith is a substance of things hopeful, but not seen. Yet moved with fear, preparing an ark to saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteous, which is by faith. Second Peter two five, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. Now he he spoke for a long time, didn't he? There is my faith. 
Now, I've heard it said uh, that there's not, there wasn't rain before that. That's uh, because it rained in the spring. But they were going to have this flood brought home. Well, thinking about fulfilling Matthew 28, 18. Are we willing to go and teach? Even if you don't have to travel out of the country. Are we willing to teach? As he did. Are we willing to have that faith of hope for things not seen? Now, Hebrews eleven seventeen by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the a promise offered up his only begotten son. Are we willing to put God above everything? Think about God giving his son, but Abraham was willing to give him. Well, those are pretty drastic. Let's just think about a few material things. Hebrews 11, 24. <clears throat> By faith, Moses, when he was come to year, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Sounds to me like he had it pretty easy. But when he understood, this is my word, the difference between right and wrong, and he understood he had to make choices, verse 25 says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the God, with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for season. We will all suffer persecution somewhere or other. May not even realize it because God makes things so good and easy for us sometimes. But he's willing to set that aside, and y'all know what took place for that. But it says here, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater than riches, than the treasures in Egypt, now, if a man could have it all, would he ever have enough? No. You give a man something, he wants something else, something else. A man says, well, I would like to have all the land in the world, just everybody's property that touches mine. And he makes like, well, that's not being covetous. Continuing. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He knew by faith. And how did he react? By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Remember, we are not to worry about those that can kill the body. That's pretty simple. But we need to worry about what can kill the body and soul. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. I think about seeing God. We see his handiwork. 
We heal ourselves. We see in color. We hear different tones. We touch things. We taste things. He is real. This ball hangs on nothing but the Word of God. So what are you willing to give up for life of? Well, let's look at things you ought to turn down. Galatians 5, 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, or division. Seditions, heresy, envies, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Well, hadn't seen some of these wild things that we have in current time. It's covered right here in these eight letters. Of the which I tell you before, and I've also told you past, time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you notice I underline part of Joshua 25, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Here you've got this on one side, and, and there's only the imagination can tell how far even it goes out. But look at down here at Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against, there's, against such there is no law. Well, you can have all of these attributes, but wouldn't you rather choose to serve God? And they that are Christ, they that are Christ, have crucified the flesh with the afflictions of love. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So that means that once we made the correct choice, make a choice every day, every decision. How long will one halt between two decisions? Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another or envying one another. Don't have bad attitudes. Well, what will you give for what has been given to each of us? Christ sent his only begotten Son. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, which was everybody that has obtained, attained the age of accountability. What will we give? If it were something tangible that we could put our hand on it, everybody would be striving for. But Hebrews 9, 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Psalms 27, 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also for me and answer me. What are those answers? 
God gives us answers, if you will, 24 7. All we have to do is pick up the Bible. We have to answer that call, and I use that word like that, as a gospel call. Romans 1 16, for the power of your salvation, gospel. Well, today is the day of salvation. We understand we have a day in 24 hours. How many milliseconds does it take for a life to stop? So for this moment in time, whatever it was, however long it be, that is, if you will, the reality of that moment. So what would your answer be? Would it be obedient to if we say God's plan of salvation? Hear the word of God? You can read it and understand it. John 6, 44 45. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. I will raise him up in the last It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. That's what we do. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and learned of the Father. And in belief, John 8 24, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And to repent, he does it quite often because it's required. Luke 13, 3. I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And then confess before baptism, Acts 8, 36 and 37. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest thou all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And it be baptized. Baptized in the way that God has told us. Acts 22, 16. And now why tarryest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, called the name of and it be faithful to the end. I want to read 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and 58. But God be thanked. But thanked be to God, which give us us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now think about obeying the gospel correctly. And in verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abound in, in the work of the Lord, as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You know, when we finish our day, someday, what will it be said? Will it be in or end? 
good and faithful servant. Or will it be depart from me, you work with iniquity? And as we make choices, let us be ever diligent to think of how one's actions affects another. Just like throwing or dropping a pebble in a pond, all those ripples that go out. Influence. But if anybody needs to obey the gospel or return, or something has come up and stopped you from serving God, today is the day of salvation. If you make it known, come forward as we stand and sing this.